0: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited 2x miles on every purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5x miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.
1: Hey, everybody from NPR Music and All Songs Considered, I'm Robin Hilton. I am here with NPR's Ann Powers. Hello, Robin. Alt-Latino host Ana Maria Sayer.
2: What's up, Robin?
1: And contributor and NPR Music alum, Letitia Harris.
2: Hi, Robin.
1: Earlier this week, we posted NPR Music's list of the top 50 albums of 2022. Now we've got the best songs of the year. Our top 100 songs of 2022 just posted online. You'll find that at NPR.org. But on this episode, we're going to count down and talk about the top 10 songs from that list, starting with Steve Lacey's Bad Habit from his album, Gemini Writes, in at number 10, Steve Lacey's Bad Habit.
3: Wanted me I wish I knew I wish I knew you wanted me I wish I knew I wish I knew you wanted me What you do, what you do Made a move, could have made a move If I knew I'd be with you It's too late to pursue I bite my tongue, it's a bad I'm mad
4: that I didn't take a step Thought you were too good for me, my dear Never gave me time of day, my dear It's okay, things
3: happen for Reasons that I think are short
0: this song like I'm sitting here trying not to sing out loud as we listen to that (laughs) I think it's the biggest earworm of the year like I hate that word but there's a reason you know TikTokers showed up to Steve Lacey concerts in droves without knowing any word (laughs) to any song, but bad habit. Um, It's addictive, it's groovy, it's the ultimate vibe. But also to remind everyone, he is a multi-hyphenate who has established himself as a very valuable collaborator in the R&B and hip-hop space, indie pop as well. You know, he's the internet's guitarist, producer for MAC, J. Cole, Vampire Weekend, Tyler,
2: writer for Solange, Blood Orange, like the list literally goes on and on. It is absolutely an earworm, but I like to think of it almost as, like, a very classy earworm, if that makes sense. But this really was the year of sad bangers, right? Like, this was the moment where people were absolutely open to and dancing to and excited about songs that really pack a lot of punch in terms of the melancholy. And this is absolutely a song that I think made sense for this year and honestly
5: this generation. For me, sonically, it's really of the moment. You know, there's kind of a text characterized quality to it. It feels like it has a lot of layers. And I also really just think the message of this song is so all ever relevant, but, you know, particularly perhaps to Gen Z, because it is that sense of, I don't know where the world is going. I don't know where this relationship is going. I'm trying to locate myself and articulate who I am. I love the hook. I bite my tongue. It's a bad habit. And the song is Steve Lacey learning how not to bite his tongue.
1: And also the what Letitia said about being a multi-hyphenate, I think just the whole idea of containing multitudes is also very of the moment. Totally. Steve Lacey's Bad Habit from the album Gemini Writes comes in at number 10 on our list of the year's best songs. Next at number nine is the singer Joyce Rice and her song, Iced Tea.
2: I love this one so much because it just It gets me bopping every single time. It is such a smooth, easy listen. And and I think it really was a beautiful way for her to kind of showcase the larger shift that she, she was having as an artist on her EP Motive, which she released this year. And this was kind of that beautiful encapsulation of this transformation for her. I mean, it's really exciting to see her be able to explore the themes that she does, the themes about herself and her empowerment and her life but in this really receivable, easy listening kind of way that makes you feel as though, you know, she's offering everyone an entry point into the work that she's creating. Right. I think the percussives
0: from Quechonada, they're a little disparate, a little bit clanky and, you know, random, but her voice really smooths it out really, really well. And this song to me sounds like the south and the early 2000s gets very much like summer hot you're walking around and it's just a beautiful breezy day and nothing can stop you I love this track
5: I think as a singer really she impresses me on this song there's almost like a jazz quality you know and the Right before the chorus, that little run she does. It's so mm-hmm. controlled, yet feels very spontaneous and, and as you're saying, you know, kind of light.
1: Joyce Rice's Iced Tea, the number nine song on our top ten list. In at number eight is the band Muna, and their song, What I Want.
2: When I go
3: out again, I'm gonna think about, I'm gonna take a shot, because that's just what I want.
5: talking about the themes for this year, I think one thing 22 was was a year of culminations. Mm. Artists who've been around a little while, reaching a new level, maybe finding their perfect frame. And that's the case with Muna, a trio from Los Angeles. They put out a couple records on a major label and then that wasn't working out. So shifted over to Phoebe Bridger's label, Satisfactory. Satisfactory. Oh my gosh, I never said it out <laughs> loud before.
1: Oh, you've got to be kidding me, eh? Anne. <laughs> You, you never knew that <laughs> What? It's Saddest? one of the greatest word plays of all factory. time. Saddest factory. Wow. Oh my
2: gosh. All okay, respect. I didn't realize that either. You, you all, all
1: need to either. speak out loud maybe more often.
5: <laughs> I read. <laughs> Perhaps I, I should. So they. Wow. So they. They hooked up with Phoebe Bridgers and had a big breakthrough with the song Silk Chiffon, which was this swooning expression of satisfied queer desire, came out last year. What I Want is from the self-titled album that includes that song, and it takes that feeling to the dance floor. I was reading Genius, as one does, and a commenter on the site said that this song captures the second adolescence that a lot of queer people go through mm. because growing up facing homophobia, they were prevented from you know, getting to have all those boisterous, freeing moments of self-fulfillment right. when they are actually teenagers. And my favorite moment in this song is when singer Katie Gavin hits that high note on the word mm-hmm. "gay" in the line "I want to dance in the middle of a gay bar." You know, it's so great. It's just a glorious expression of claiming space.
2: Forget her and get on the record. What are you doing? Yeah, I'm gonna
1: put that on a little loop. You just, you just sang that.
0: And, uh. <laughs> and I'm so glad you mentioned the second adolescence. As a bisexual, I was able to go through puberty in middle school, high school, more or less. Um, and then again in college. And this song <laughs> is like actually everything I could ask for in a track. It's like 2000s Y2K maximalist pop, self titled. Rina Sawayama meets Blackout Britney Spears. And it's just the perfect, hazy disco. Night's about to start. Anything can happen. Getting ready with the girls track. But then you do have that double-layer meaning of the hedonistic, delayed adolescence of queer people and us being able to actually go after things we want. Everything Katie is asking for and saying that she wants to go after in the song, you know, it's not that... To many people, it's not that big. You know, you want to dance, you want to have a crush on someone, you want them to like you back. But for queer people, that release of being able to be like, this is what I've wanted for so long and I've avoided it, but now I'm going to go out and I'm going to get it. I think this is the perfect song to be on our top 10 list.
1: Muna from their self-titled album, The Song, coming in at number eight on our list is What I Want. Next at number seven is Paramore's This Is Why.
5: such a huge song. We have a great chorus to this song that is classic Paramore, but also for me gives kind of like MCR, Black Parade a little bit, arena emo to the max. The song is about, you know, kind of the world is messed up, but somehow the song breaks through that idea that the world is messed up and is a coping mechanism as well. And the band has never felt more locked in, you know, Haley, Taylor York and guitars and drummer, Zach Farrow all together. They are just at their peak form and really ready to take on the world again now that I think it is generally acknowledged that they are one of the most important bands of the 21st century.
0: Paramore has been around for so long and they've evolved through so many different sounds like Christian, emo rock, (laughs) um, (laughs) sunny pop. And this is such a strong return for them. I feel like this is also the first album that they've had the same member lineup. From the previous album and you can really tell like the synergy here between the three of them is just so phenomenal and it just like shines to this track and they've been able to bring in all the eras that they've experimented with both as solo and group endeavors to create this amazing return to form.
1: And you mentioned that your favorite part in the Muna song is when Katie goes high on that one note. For me it's when Haley on this song goes high on the line, this is why I don't leave the house. You say the coast is clear <laughs> but you won't catch me out. Instant anthem of the year for me. Actually, an, anth- <laughs> anthem, anthem of my life, honestly. And the fact that she makes a little dig at social media near the top of the song, too, doesn't hurt when she says if you've got an opinion, you know, maybe, maybe you should just keep it to yourself.
5: <laughs> you know, it's funny because she says, I, this is why I don't leave the house. But this song leaves the house massively. And, and so it's one of those songs. It's not happy, sad, but it's like introvert, extrovert. Uh, uh, that tension is what drives it.
1: Yeah, this is why the name of the song and it's going to be the name of the album that comes out next year in February. The song is number seven on our best songs of the year list. We'll do one more before we take a break. It's the number six song on our list. From the Atlanta rappers Gunna and Future, this is Pushin' P.
4: Put up, P. Uh-huh. Puttin' us in the paddock in my peace. I'm pushin' P. Uh-huh. Cop no hammers for my peace. We don't want no peace. Gotta spot a cross spot. Jeff for peace. Dropped a dot and now we plattin'. Excited peas. Peace. She not a lesbian for peace, she turned pisbean. Push a P. Oh, push a P. Oh, capital P, I write these president, count president. Push a P. Portuguese on her knees, mopping down a She let me squeeze, then she leave, cause she keep the pee. Private sweet, privacy, don't push P.
0: This song is ridiculous in the most entertaining way possible. (laughs) Welcome to Sesame Street, where the letter of the day is P. Um, (laughs) You know, Pushin' P is a song where the cultural context around it, I feel, is much bigger than the sound. You know, you have simple Mm. trap beats with Gunna and Young Thug trading bars back and forth about, you know, wealth, drugs, the usual trappings of the rich rapper genre. But it still set the tone for the whole year. And, you know, it was the first big song of 2022. I think only a weekend, and it just really was inescapable. IHOP was pushing P, Ghana was pushing P, obviously. Somehow, I think Ghana tweeted something at one point regarding the Ukraine invasion, regarding pushing peace. Yeah. And that to me is just (laughs) no. Yeah. (laughs)
1: It's it's better than IHOP tweeting, we're always pushing pancakes.
0: Well, I think once a little more like. I'm aware of the situation and how serious. It is. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> this was um an interesting song. It really set the tone at the beginning of the year. It was really huge for A very short amount of time but in that short amount of time it was really really big you know if you're not pushing p you're
2: not doing it right sonically it's really tight and it's really interesting to listen to but i do think that there's so much around it that that grew beyond the song itself which is always interesting to see
5: i mean i guess it's good to leave room for interpretation and
2: and
0: you don't know what push and pee means? Push and pee One <laughs> thing I won't talk push about pancakes in it mixed company. And yeah, and that, that push and pee, we shouldn't talk about mixed company. But I feel like pushing pee is about integrity. You know, being mm. a real person. Being okay. who you are. Standing on who you are. Ha- Not positivity? It not positivity?
1: <laughs> well, I mean, well, so it became shorthand for anything that was cool. But when this appeared on our list, the first thought I had was, a, are we going for it because we still think it's a great song? Or is it because it stands for such a big moment this year?
5: It's the latter, right? But that's, uh, you know, that's a huge accomplishment in the pop world, to coin a phrase like that. It's it's a goal, and goal achieved. Gonna, you push <laughs> And it also,
1: it, uh, it turns out a lot of words start with P. Right. I, I did not know that. Who knew? So, so many words. Who knew? All right. I think we've run this one into. We push this, we push we've pushed this. Find... We've pushed We're pushing P here. We need to Are stop. Are you sure?
2: Can we throw in a couple more P puns real quick?
1: I hope everyone has their P Popper filters on their mics. going <laughs> and Future on Pushing P, claiming the number six spot on our list of the top 10 songs out in 2022. We've got the top five songs coming up next, but first, we need to take a short break.
4: This message comes from NPR sponsor, the Capital One Venture X Card. When you book through Capital One Travel using the Venture X Card, you earn 10X miles on hotels and rental cars and 5X miles on flights, and you earn unlimited 2X miles on all other purchases. Plus, receive a $300 annual credit for bookings through Capital One Travel. The Venture X Card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.
0: This message comes from NPR sponsor BritBox, helping people discover a world of British TV, including new original drama Time, starring Jodie Whittaker, Tamara Lawrence, and Bella Ramsey, streaming at BritBox.com NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Sattva. Sattva luxury mattresses are every bit as elegant as the most expensive brands, but because they're sold online, they're about half the price. Visit s double slash npr and save an additional
5: $200. On Wildcard, the new podcast from
1: NPR, you'll hear people like comedian Jenny Slate reflect on their lives. What is something you think about very differently today than you did 10 years ago? Dressing.
5: Like, not salad dressing. I've always loved it and I'll <laughs> never stop. Dressing my body. That's all part of the new game show Wildcard, only from NPR. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.
1: It's all songs considered from NPR Music. I'm Robin Hilton. I'm here with Ann Powers, Ana Maria Sayer, and Letitia Harris. We're counting down the top 10 songs of the year. We start the second half of the show off with NPR Music's number five pick, Rosalia's Saoko.
3: oh wow
2: um there's so much to be said about this song because so much happens she does so much but i think that rosalia is leveling up in in all kinds of ways this year and i i think that In many ways, she has often been her own best competitor. I think that like every new project she does is kind of expanding on and and expounding on and creating something bigger and larger and more stylistically variable than what she's done in the past. (laughs) (laughs) This song in particular Serving as the opening track for her album, I mean, it really showcases all of the layers of of who she is and, and what she's capable of. And, you know, you get the jazz in there, you get the dembow, you get her energy and what she brings to the table. And, you know, she really is a musician's musician,
5: truly, I think. What do you think about its connection to the song it calls back to? The Daddy Yankee song? Yeah, saoko.
2: It's an interesting callback, right? Because not to get into it too in depth, but a big question around Rosalia is obviously the fact that she is leveraging and pulling from styles from across Latin America that are sung and produced by people who are of Afro-Latinx identities who have been marginalized in the past, whose music has not been appreciated, and people like Daddy Yankee who are pioneers who were breaking molds who created a space for, for some of these songs and this music to actually be popularized. So for her to be using these styles... I mean, some might see it as her making space, right? They might see it as her referring to the people that she's directly pulling from. She's saying, literally, I'm, I'm sampling tracks from these great reggaetoneros on on my album, and this is how I want to open in and, and that callback. But others might say, you know, it's her just borrowing and, and not giving them the due space on the album. So it's an interesting moment um, that I think has, has had a lot of people talking, for sure.
0: I think... In the heart of all of that conversation, you can tell that Rosalia is a very good student. She's a historian, she's an architect, and she's able to study all these different genres. And she creates something so new and experimental and exciting with these genres. And I think the one thing that is true is that she very much does her due diligence and she very much takes everything seriously when she's blending all these works together. But I think she can only be that good if she really understands the material that came before her.
1: Rosalia Saoko from her album Moto Mommy. It's the number five song on the NPR Music Best of the Year list. And at number four is Alex G's Runner.
5: I think there was a song that could have made our list and didn't, but certainly had a lot of impact by a guy named Harry. And it was the biggest song of the year called As It Was. I think this song is the indie rock As It Was. Not that it's exactly about what Harry Styles' mega hit is about. As It Was is about regret and acceptance. While I hear this song to be about devotion and intimacy, but both of them kind of have very personal quirky lyrics while also bringing choruses that just get lodged in your head and will not get out. And in fact, they make a great mashup in my head. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> just try it. You know, think of them together and they're going to just come right together.
1: It's interesting to me that you say that this song is about devotion because I think the power of this song is that it invites an awful lot of thought. You know, yeah. I, I'm not entirely sure, but To me, at one point, to me, I just wondered if the song, is it about addiction Mm, and what it does to us? Or, you know, or is it just about loving yourself and who you are and understanding, you know, the things that can set you off and turn you into your worst self?
5: I went down a Reddit rabbit hole on this song and people do have a lot of theories, you know, that it is about a drug runner, uh, you Mm. know, someone who's supplying Alex G with his fix. Or maybe it's about a dog. There's a line, mm. they hit you with a rolled up magazine <laughs> that some people <laughs> thought me- meant it was about the dog in his life. And the, and it's from the album, God Save the Animals. Or maybe it's about God. Elsewhere on the album, there are some pretty like explicitly religious references. Mm-hmm. So I, that's why I say it's about devotion, connection, uh, maybe even obsession with someone else.
1: I also just love how loose this song is, you know, and it's again, it's that sort of recurring theme that it's kind of jangly with a nice little strut, but not too carefree. And, you know, and something's clearly a little off. And I'm not entirely sure what it is, but things are not as sunny and rosy as they may appear. Alex G is song Runner from the album God Save the Animals. In at number four on our songs list, in at number three is El Apagon from Bad Bunny.
3: (laughs) ay,
1: cuido con mi corillo, que somos un montón, Welcome to tu Calenton <música>
2: And he took a heartbreak album and turned it into a literal global incredible anthem of the summer of the year of a generation this song is not the most popular on the album it's not the most played it's not necessarily the song that people go to first in the club right when they're playing something from un verano sin ti but el apagón was absolutely i think massive in terms of the impact it had both when he released it and the themes he was talking about which is about puerto rico about the political social economic issues that exist on the island but also later in the music video he released which is 23 minutes long i think and um Mm -hmm. features like a whole mini documentary attached to it um addressing these issues which what kind of pop star takes their music video and turns it into a political documentary. Um, I mean, throughout the entirety of the album, the signposting around Puerto Rico and what it means to him and just the island, its energy, the people, the culture, all of it is is so constant throughout. But I think in this song in particular, I mean those opening lines he's talking about Puerto Rico he's talking about Carolina he's talking about so much of who he is and where he's from he makes it so that where he's from and who he is they're just inseparable like you cannot experience bad bunny you cannot experience the joys of his music without also sitting with him in in the challenges of being Puerto Rican and in the heartbreak of what it means to be in the limbo of life as a Puerto Rican citizen and and all of the complicated Facets of that. Ana, I love how you mentioned that this track isn't like the most popular, the first that people go
0: to in the club, but I think it is one of the most, if not the most impactful track on the album. Because, you know, Benito's always used his status to platform Puerto Rico, but I feel like this year he really went full send on the I'm Puerto Rican, I'm a musician, I'm also an advocate, and I'm gonna. Platform all the injustices of my country, and still hold pride in the same like hands. You know what I mean. El Abacón balances pride and anger like really well. Like in the buildup, like I feel like the song is just edging you to the perfect buildup the whole time. There's such a release of catharsis when they're screaming, and it has like. This catharsis that comes from both extremes. Like, I'm so proud of my country. I am my country. I would die for my country. And then there's also
2: this anger. It's him, like, tricking everyone into joining the movement, where it's like, ha right. all you people in the club who are like, Puerto Rico está bien, cabrón. Like, you're also singing all about, like, oh, like, all these people suck who are taking from us and, and look at all the things that we have to experience on the island. It's like, and now you've got the whole world singing that. So, like, right. Talk about calling attention to the to the people that you care about, the things that you care about. I mean, he is he could be talking about anything to anyone at any point. He has complete full liberty to do what he wants now, and all he does is divert and direct all the attention back to the island. And I think that that's incredible.
1: Bad Bunny's "El Apagón" from his album "Un Verano Sin It's the number three song on NPR Music's Top Ten list for twenty twenty two. In at number two is Alien Superstar from Beyonce's Renaissance.
3: Please do not be alarmed. Remain calm. Do not attempt to leave the dance floor. The DJ booth is conducting a troubleshoot test of the entire system. I'm one of one. I'm number one. I'm the only one. Don't even waste your time trying to compete with me. No one else in this world can think like me True. I'm twisted, twisted. I'll contradicted. Keep him addicted, lies on his lips, I lick it Unique? Unique. That's, That's what you are. you are Stilettos kicking vintage crystal off the bar Category, bad bitch, I'm the bar Alien superstar <laughs> Whip, whip I'm too classy for this world Girl. Beat you, time in
5: Ooh, baby, uh. Well, Break My Soul may have been the biggest hit uh, anthem on Renaissance. It certainly was the, the song that introduced the album to the world. But this is the track, I think, that resonates with the serious fans. And it's because it's such an incredibly artful assemblage of sounds, perspectives, and attitudes. Produced by the legendary DJ Honey Dijon who is a trans woman, along with her producers, Luke Solomon and Chris Penny. It connects Beyonce with Chicago House, and her vocal is like pure drag runway on this. You know, we've got that little faux British accent going on. We've got that sharp diction. We can just feel the head turns (laughs) in this song. I love it. You know, the first time I
0: heard Alien Superstar, when Beyonce said no one can think like me. I went true the same time she went true. And that's when I knew Renaissance was going to be like the number one album of 2022. This song is just like, I'm shaking. (laughs) Like she's been writing and producing hit songs since she was a teenager. And it's so gratifying that she continues to push her ear and the sonic envelope of everyone, her peers around her. An alien superstar just feels like such a hold on, let me show you what I'm actually capable of moment. Like, I've been holding back. This is really what I can do. And the way that she just travels, like, she supersedes history to go into hyperdrive into the stars. Like, it's such a transcendent experience, and I'm speechless.
5: She takes us so many places because she is in alliance with so many people, and that is what's crucial about Beyoncé's method and makes it the definitive method of pop au tourism in the twenty first century. She's
2: also just so meticulous as as an artist and as a person and I think that what is on display here is is her curatorial ability, her producing ability, like so many facets of Of just how she's able to so precisely and succinctly bring together all of these voices and ideas and traditions and and make it work so seamlessly. And I think that there's something incredible about that. And then also something incredible about the fact that the sharpness of this song, the meticulousness of this song feels so representative of her. and, And you feel her essence in it. And... To be able to hold both of those things at the same time to me is just so endlessly impressive and really feels reflective of where she's at in this moment. So I was amazed to see that too.
1: All right, Beyonce, the song Alien Superstar from her album Renaissance. It's the number two song from our list. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. NPR (laughs) Music's pick for the number one song of 2022 is... FNF let's go from Hit oh, Kid gosh. and Glorilla. Mm-hmm.
3: Woo. Woo. Hey. Oh god, I'm ill or oh. Nigga free. That mean I ain't got a word ban, no full nigga cheek. And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again Y'all by hangin' out the window with my ratchet ass friends I'm E E full nigga free That mean I ain't got a word by no full nigga chain And I'm S-I-N-G-L-E again Y'all by hangin' out the window with my wretched ass friends go. Uh, go, 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 go I'm G to the L to the O beat Glow. You can catch me trap trapping, slam with your host. I ain't popping out at party, Gotta boom me for a show. You say, Yappy, living fast. Nah, put the boys he slow. Hey, we hopping out at red lights, twerkin' on them headlights. She said she can't come outside today. That means she's scared, right? I be put up in the winter, in the summer, pop out here at night. bragging on the nigga tough. He better hold his head tight.
0: Anyways, life's great. Put so your- I feel like all of our top ten songs this year addresses or yearns towards escapism in that way you know you have the duality of i'm sad but i'm gonna dance i'm missing this place but i'm gonna be where i'm at you know whether that's injustice on el apagón genre confinement on alien superstar and bad habit and saoko or repression either by self or society on what I want. And this is why. And I feel like that feeling that yearning for escapism comes from, you know, the obvious. It's been two years since the start of the pandemic and people are really, really antsy, kind of foaming at the mouth for some normalcy. And that's just very apparent in this year. And I think this summer had a lot of faults, but it was definitely the first summer where we were kind of outside again. And that comes with its own little anxieties. And I bring this all up to say that I think this number one song is exemplary of that long-desired release. You know, Mm. FNF is the ultimate We Outside song. Like, you blare this when you're riding around, windows down. You put this on for your best friend to convince her to go out after a bad breakup. You play this when your man is acting up so he knows what's up. You know, like, this is the best summer anthem in a long time. And I think the reason responded so eagerly to it, outside from that being outside for the first time, Summer, is of how uncomplicated and carefree it is.
2: I just, like, this song, I can't even tell you guys how much I felt this. (laughs) I just was (laughs) like, oh my God. Like, she just hit it. And I think, Letitia, to your point, it's like, it's so beautifully uncomplicated, but it's also, like... It's not from a lack of knowledge or experience or or understanding or, or any of those things or right. pain, right? Like, and that's the thing is is at this moment, this generation or just us in the world right now, no one's under any false pretenses about what anything is anymore. Like everyone is painfully aware of, of, of life and, and how it's operating. But I think that it's through that knowledge and through that pain to be able to find the uncomplicated still, that's what makes for something really special. That's what makes for an anthem, you know.
5: Also, we just have to say it just proves that women are at the top in the rap game. You know, it's not stopping. It's not a novelty. It's not going back. This is what this is what rap is now. Okay, (laughs) you know, I love that.
1: Glorilla with Hit Kid, the song FNF Let's Go, NPR Music's pick for song of the year. Again, you can see the top 100 songs are full list. Uh, along with a whole bunch of other best of the year picks at npr.org/bestmusic2022, all one word: best music 2022. All right, thanks to everyone for making this episode possible. And Powers, Ana Maria Sayer, and Letitia Harris. So glad to have you back for this. Thanks, everyone.
0: Thanks Robin. thanks, Robin. Thanks so much, Robin.
1: And for NPR Music and all songs considered, I'm Robin Hilton.